Welcome to the Wisdom and Wealth Podcast, a series of conversations designed to equip you, our listener, with the helpful insights necessary to simplify the critical decision points of life. I'm Josh Clues, a wealth advisor with Carson Wealth here in the Woodlands, Texas. I believe my calling in this life is to enable others to fulfill their own calling by helping them harness their financial wealth to their purpose in life. Please join me each week for market thoughts, planning ideas, and most importantly, intangible balance sheet discussions, which highlight the importance of all those things money can't buy and death can't take away. Investment advisory services offered through CWM, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Hello and welcome in again to another episode of Wisdom and Wealth. As always, I'm Josh Clues, uh, the host of the podcast. And this month is uh, unique in that this week, as we're recording, um, is uh, Estate Planning Week, and then the month of October is Family History Month. And so uh, I'd love to take credit for this idea, but it wasn't mine. Uh, it was Heather, Heather Nickerson's uh, idea, who is our guest today from Artifacts. And uh, she's going to come on board, and we're going to have a conversation today about how you can better capture and uh, preserve your family legacy, your family history, and maybe even some of those hard to identify <clears throat> rather uh, portions of your your estate. So Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm going to take a <laughs> sip of water before I choke. Um, Thank you so much, Josh. Really us. appreciate it and appreciate being here and speaking with you and having all your listeners learn a bit more about Family History Month and how to preserve and build their legacy one object at a time. Excellent. And, and Heather, before we dive in, could you introduce yourself sure. just briefly to so our as audience? Josh mentioned, my name is Heather Nickerson. I am the co-founder and CEO of Artifacts. I started my career as an Intel analyst at the Central Intelligence Agency, not something you hear all the time. Um, I spent a decade there, and then I was headhunted out to go run and grow a private security company. And I spent nearly a decade there focusing on helping um, ultra-high net worth families and Fortune 50 companies protect their privacy and enhance their security. Excellent. So very, very uh, boring subject matter, to be sure. Um, <laughs> and I'm joking, of course. Um, how, how does one get from that field, that industry to starting their own business? Was there a light bulb moment? What, you know, and, and I'm curious because I've asked Ellen this as well. So I'm curious for your mm -hmm. side of that story, like how. Yeah, that's how a great question. So on my side, it was a very personal moment. My mother passed away nearly seven years ago. And she had an estate plan. Mm -hmm. She also had 6,000 square feet of a residence on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And being the eldest and only girl, my brothers turned to me and said, good luck with that. So I spent nearly seven months trying to mm -hmm. figure out what everything was. Because although the estate plan dealt with the properties and the accounts and all those financial details, uh, when it came to the tangible assets, it was on page 23, all other tangible assets are divided equally among the siblings. So there was no, you know, she didn't never fill out her tangible asset memorandum. So I had no roadmap. So I literally had to go through closet by closet, mm. room by room, trying to figure out what it was, why she had it. And then what were we supposed to do with it? Keep it, sell it, donate it, rehome it. We had no idea. 
And that was really, that was my frustration. After seven months, I still didn't have the answers I wish I had. And more importantly, I wish I had the stories because my mother, when she passed away, she was very young, completely unexpected. And my daughter was only five at the time and had barely gotten to know her grandmother. Mm. So I wanted to keep the things from my mother that could tell her story and keep her story alive for the next generation to come. But I had no way of knowing what those things were. It was easy to guess, oh, the jewelry has value or the artwork or the china has value. But I didn't know what the heart value was. I didn't know what the story was. I didn't know, again, kind of her why. And most importantly, what she would have wanted us to do. So that was how I came to the the idea for artifacts. And I thought I would always do it later on down the road. But then COVID hit and we were at home with all of our stuff. And there were a lot of people going through, sadly, the same thing I had to go through. We're losing a loved one and having to deal with all their stuff. So it, that was the, I think, the prompt that got us out the door and starting the company. So we are, we're proud to say that we were started during COVID and we're still going strong. Mm, that is an incredible story. And so I, I'm envisioning uh, a time capsule of sorts, but yet you don't, you don't necessarily have a roadmap uh, inside the house of, of mm-hmm. how that works or, or what, what should be kept and, and what should definitely what should be, what could be memorable to other members of your family as well. Um, so at the time, um, did, did you, it sounds like you wanted something, a, a mechanism for capturing the family history and, and the family stories. Was there a light bulb moment at which, you know, it clicked like, Hey, this could be functional and sentimental <laughs> yeah, so at the yes, same time. There was definitely a light bulb moment. It was more of a, I'm going to joke a nervous breakdown, but not quite, but I was in my mother's closet and I was holding this (laughs) Tiffany's crystal vase and I knew there was sentimental value and she had kept it on her bedside table, but she had never used it. And I was dying to know, was it a cherished item that she never used because she was so afraid of breaking it? And in her mind, would this be a family heirloom that she'd want me and my daughter to have in generations to come? And what's the story behind that? Or... Did, you know, crazy Aunt Mildred gave it to her and she can't stand Aunt Mildred. And if I kept this piece, exactly. No offense, Aunt Mildred, if you're listening <laughs> to this, just kidding. <laughs> it, it sounds so silly, but it was so simple of, oh my gosh, I know there's financial value, but I have no idea what the heart value is. And if I keep it, it's going to be a nice yeah. Tiffany's face. And my daughter may one day decide to sell it or keep it herself, but there's no family connection. There's no family history. Mm. And that's what really got me. So it was the whole, it was the drive to ensure when we're passing down items that do have financial value, you connect the dots, you tell the story, you share the history, you give your family a why this matters and ideally why they should keep it. Mm -hmm. And then working on artifacts, my business partner, Ellen, we knew it couldn't just be a sentimental, like it's a nice to have. We had to make sure we were filling a pain point for others. And that really came down to the tangible assets. You know, you take time, you do your estate plan, you do your will, just like my mother did. But how many of us go home and do that tangible asset memorandum? So we knew that by doing artifacts, it's mm-hmm. fun to tell the story. It's exciting to share the fam- family history. But at the end of the day, you know, if you have the functionality of clicking a button and exporting it to your estate plan 
or exporting it to your homeowner's insurance policy, or even taking time within the artifacts platform to fill out in the future. We have an entire field and we made it simple, a drop down menu. What happens next to this item? Do you keep, do you sell, do you donate? Mm. If you're going to bequeath it, who gets it? It's, it's all right there. And that's the functional part. So it is, it's combining the really the fun part, the family histories, the stories with the functionality of what happens next. And, you know, how do you ensure that does happen either from the estate planning or insurance side? And so I want to dive into the details of the, the system, the process a little bit later as well. But um, we here like to talk about a person's intangible balance sheet. Um, and by that, we mean that there's, there's life principles. There are beliefs that you want to pass on to the next generation because they've served you well. They're the sum total of what you've lived your life for. And I sometimes think that, you know, we're financially irrational when it comes to some of those, those things for good reason, right? But they come to life through stories, um, and, and they cement themselves in our brains, I think, through stories and for many families, those are probably, to your point, the cherished gift. You know, it's one thing to get a a picture of a family reunion or a picture of a wedding, but it's it's the uh, peanut gallery story of well, you remember that happened during this time, so you know, it, and this didn't go right, or or this happened um, askew, and or or the other one that I've heard is. Remember that day? It was 105 in the shade. I can't believe that somebody picked a wedding for you know that month or so on and so forth. Those are the things that that are missing when uh, you simply see a picture or you see um, you know names on on the back of a of a picture that has you know some sentimental value to it. Um, obviously, you probably can't talk about things that are uh, confidential and so on and so forth. But are there any stories that you're willing to share that you've uncovered? along the way that, um, have, yeah, have sure. a lot of I'm meaning to you to personally. Two stories. One is a personal one. And this is to your very, I think very precise point, intangible asset to value. So one of my most prized possessions are an old pair of hiking boots. Um, they are absolutely hideous to look at. There is no financial value whatsoever in these hiking boots. My entire family knows my daughter, especially something happens to me tomorrow. This is the one thing I want her to keep. She can put them on a bookshelf. She can put them mm-hmm. in a shoebox in the closet and never look at them. But these boots tell my story. And they talk about the ups and the downs, how mm-hmm. you can conquer anything by taking one step at a time, the grit, the resilience. There is so much about these boots that epitomize me and, and what I've done in my life and in my career. So I mentioned earlier, I was a CIA analyst. I served overseas in Afghanistan. I served other places around the world. And these boots were a part of that. So it may sound silly when I say my most prized possession is an old pair of hiking boots, but it's not just the boots, it's the value. It's what I think that they represent. And without knowing the story behind that, my daughter could look at those boots and say, they're disgusting, they're going in the trash. Whereas I I hope that she doesn't. But even if she does one day decide to put them in the trash, at least she has the artifact to know the history, the stories, the memories. I've got audio and video and photos. It's all there together. So she can always have that piece of my history with her. The other piece that I'll share is one of our members wrote in to us. And without giving away too many details, um, she had spent nearly 
30 years traveling and living overseas with her husband. And she was in the process of downsizing and she was going through her stuff. And she had, when she was living in Nepal, she had purchased these beautiful hand etched brass trays and she'd had them hanging on her living room wall for the past 20 plus years. She has three grown sons and it wasn't until she decided to artifact them and share the story about where she was when she bought them. The story involves a King Cobra. It's hysterical, but she artifacted it. She shared the stories with her sons. And then within, she told us within an hour, each son had called her and said, Hey mom, I want one of those trays. I never knew you got those in when you were living in Nepal. I never knew you got them, you know, with dad because they're her husband, their father had passed away. So what they thought were a pure one or a home goods purchased overnight took on an entirely new meaning and significance and a piece of their family history. So that's, I think, where the importance of story and memory and history are very much intertwined with building and preserving your legacy. Well, and so this may be a cop out on my end. I'm not a terribly good gift giver, but it's, so it's the thought that definitely counts. So this at least gives me, you know, 50% or 60% participation grade um, for any gift given, you know, to the next generation. So I, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. So Heather, if, if someone's listening to this and they are, they um, are curious, like, is it a video that captures the story or is it audio only? Can you walk us through some of the ways in which family history can be so we know captured that every via family artifacts. has a different preferred means and method of capturing their history. So we wanted to make sure that with artifacts, you could type up a story. You could type up five words. Grandmother gave this to me. End of story. You could have audio. You could have video. You could attach documentations. So there's an okay. entire possibility of which type of media you use when you're creating an artifact. But we'd like to say, if you can send an email or if you can do social media, you can easily artifact. The process is really simple. You simply pick an object. Usually that's the hardest thing. Where do you start? What object are you going to start with? It could be an old photo. It could be a pair of hiking boots. does not matter. And then you tell the story. You attach the media mm-hmm. files you want to attach. You click save and you're good to go. You can then share with family, share with friends, keep it entirely private. We would love if you export it to your wealth advisor or your estate planning attorneys. They know this is, these are your assets, both financially valuable, but also things that define you and, and what, you know, type of legacy you want to leave to the next generation. Hello, everyone. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the podcast and also ask for a favor. If you could, please subscribe to and rate the podcast via your favorite podcast app, as this is going to help us serve more listeners. Also, if you have a specific question or a guest suggestion for the podcast, please reach out at jkloz at carsonwealth.com. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Thanks again. And Heather, so if somebody's listening to this as well and they don't even know where to start, it occurs to me, hey, start with what's most meaningful to you and the stories. Capture the stories behind why they're meaningful. Because um, the stuff obviously isn't meaningful. It's the experience behind it that you want to pass on you know, to the next generation. But if somebody's just overwhelmed at the, the functionality of it, they, they see the value of it, but they're like, 
I don't even want to take the next step in those hiking boots to, for, to use your analogy. Uh, what would be your admonition to, to such off. a person? Pick something. If you're a, a female member of the audience, pick a piece of jewelry. We all, I think as females have jewelry and they have stories and memories and meaning behind it. Um, if you're a male member of the audience, maybe pick your favorite piece of sports memorabilia, something you've held on to. We had one member start with his Cub Scout uniform and wrote in to told us that he forgot he even had it, but he started, he started there and it was for him kind of, he took it in chronological order and made a living history of, of his, you know, the past 60 plus years, but start small, pick an object and don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry if the story, you can't remember all the details. Mm -hmm. You can always go back and edit so unlike a photo book or any other type of written book where you have to physically print it with artifacts, you can go back and add and edit to the story over and over again. So don't let perfection stand in your way. Hmm. And again, just pick a small item and take it from there. It's amazing. We see time and again, how when you start memories beget more memories. So if you start telling the story and you start telling the history and to your point, remembering like, Hey, remember that wedding when it was 105 degrees, you're probably going to have a dozen different artifacts from that weekend experience, but just, just pick one to start. And then it, it flows from there. And so it occurs to me too, like if somebody wants, uh, we're thinking to this point, I think of someone trying to preserve their own legacy, but this goes up a generation as well, right? So if if I wanted to preserve the stories from my grandparents or uh, people that were influential in my community, maybe even, that may be another audience that we haven't really talked to of like, hey, mom or dad, or hey, grandma and grandpa, we want to get these stories in your own, yes. in your own words, in your own voice while we, while we can. And then can you... Describe to our audience a little bit more about how I think you can add, it can be a family endeavor, right? As far as how many people have access to what you're capturing. Um, and you can all see that progress yes. unfold. Yeah, it's definitely kind of as a community, a correct? Um, we had, when we started very early on during COVID, we had a lot of intergenerational artifacting pairs. We typically had the grandkids who were super duper tech savvy and the grandkids, and you couldn't go visit each mm -hmm. other during COVID but you could have a zoom call and start telling stories. And after asking for the 10th time, how's the weather going? When you started bringing in artifacts and the stuff, it was amazing. The stories unfolded. And my co-founder has a great example of this. Her, her daughter learned to make the family cinnamon cake from her yes. grandmother during COVID over zoom. So it was one of those moments where, again, you have this tech savvy generation you have an older generation who may or may not be tech savvy, but they've got the stories, the history, the memories. When you put the whole family together working to ask the questions, hey, what is this? Or, you know, like, what did you do in this year? Or what did you, like, you start kind of asking who, what, when, where, why questions, the stories unfold. And the way that we've designed artifacts is that you can um, have a private family sharing circle. So when you create an account, you can add your mm. family and then create essentially as a group chat around objects, around artifacts, but you can enable the entire family to collaborate, to add their stories, their objects, their details, um, or even, you know, we've again, got a lot of folks who set up, like if you're going to have a holiday dinner, everyone's at the Thanksgiving table, 
it's a great time to go around the table, tell everyone to bring an object there, like most favorite object, favorite story, favorite memory. And again, rather than asking the same questions every year, do something different and, and make it that family activity. So it really is, it's a great way to get multiple generations involved in capturing the family history and stories. I love that idea. And I, I, it, it occurs to me as well that it would be a great opportunity to capture ideas or yeah. stories from your own kids <laughs> as they're growing up as well, um, because sometimes they can have uh, unique ways of interpreting life events, <laughs> um, to put it mildly. Uh, Heather, if, if someone's listening to this and they just need help knowing where to begin and they need they they know that they need functional help how does artifacts work with them in order to facilitate that process can you walk us through yeah, a little sure. bit more so of that we have situation multiple levels to help you essentially where you're at so if you are super duper tech savvy and gung ho you can go to our website it's artifacts.com a r t i f c t s.com and you can walk through kind of our um, different inspiration checklists or our how-to artifact section be off and running. If you want a bit more help, we have an entire YouTube channel set up with tutorials. They're typically less than three minutes. They walk you through all the different features and functions that you can do with artifacts. If you're still like, hey, I want an actual human to help me, we have in-person and virtual concierge services. So our virtual concierge services are typically, it's a 90-minute session. And we work with you over um, Zoom, over Teams, whatever kind of your preferred media is. We work with you to start the artifacting process. We help you set up your account. And then we go through typically the first two, three, four, five objects. We ask for questions. We help you with the story. We help you adding the different types of media files. We troubleshoot any things that you have um, trouble with. And then the in-person sessions, we can do a half day, a full day. We have some members who will have us come on site for a couple of days and say, I just, I've got to tackle my library. Um, <laughs> we are downsizing or we are just, yeah. you know, we, we have all this stuff and we have all these stories and I just need someone to help us do it because it's not going to get done. And in that case, we come on site, we bring a photographer and we take all the photos. We can take video, we can record audio, you talk and we type up the story. So you just, you literally get to sit back and relax and we do all the work while you tell us the histories, the stories and the memories. And then we help you if you want to share with friends, with family, however that sharing process is for you. So we've tried to make it as simple as possible, but recognizing that each person's going to be at a different stage of kind of where they are and what they're comfortable with. So ensuring that there's different options mm -hmm. along that spectrum of totally self-started or ready to go. You want to figure it out on your own to, Hey, I'd like to have a bit more help with this. And I just, I need someone to get me going and to really make me focus on it. Thank you so much for your time today, Heather. Is there anything else that you think we should cover before signing off today? This has been such a great conversation. And again, I, I can't stress it enough to people. It's it's not the stuff necessarily that will have the meaning. It's the story behind the the item that will probably mean the most uh, to those that you love. And so, the ability to bring both of those together in a in a way that solves both a, a tangible need and an intangible need is such a unique unique offering. So, thank you again for doing this. Um, any uh, any last thoughts before say, we sign I off today? Everyone out there, to gift your loved ones a why. 
this is so important. You're going to pass down the mm. physical objects, but absent the why, it may or may not have as much value as you think it will have. But the why is always a surefire hit. It lets your family know why this matters to you, why it was important to you, and why do you want them to have it. It's that, I think, the softer side of legacy, but I can attest firsthand having lost my mother. Yeah. I wished I had the why. I have a lot of the stuff, but I can't bring back yeah. the why. So if, you, if you're listening, take a moment yeah. and gift your loved ones a why. Thank you so much, Heather. Uh, it's been such a great conversation. I look forward to our paths crossing again soon um, and wish you Thank and you so your much, team Josh. all Appreciate the best, it. okay? Thank you again for joining us. We trust that this time has left you better equipped to steward both your wealth and your financial resources. May you and your family find truth, beauty, and goodness on the road ahead. The opinions voiced in the Wisdom and Wealth podcast by Josh Clues are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, please consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. The guests on the Wisdom and Wealth podcast are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services are offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Please know that converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA is a taxable event. A Roth IRA offers tax-free withdrawals on taxable contributions. To qualify for a tax-free and penalty-free withdrawal on earnings, a Roth IRA must be in place for at least five tax years. The distribution must take place after age 59 and a half or due to death, disability, or a first-time home purchase of up to $10,000 lifetime maximum. Depending on state law, Roth IRA distributions may be subject to state taxes. Our local address is 1780 Hughes Landing, Suite 570, Woodlands, Texas, 77388.